That was me drinking, not a bong rip. By the way. <laughs> kind of sound like that, That's what the audience thinks. Yeah. <laughs> but we know. That should Drug be the band. intro, okay. just the bong noise. <laughs> the- no <gasps> words, just bong noise. And then start. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, guys. <laughs> Woo, let's do this shit. Yeah. <laughs> 2020 is a hell of a year. You joke, but I'm going to cut that together. Yeah. Really nicely. You're welcome for the idea. You get all the credit. Welcome to the Joe Rogan Podcast. (laughs) You guys ever seen chimpanzees, man? They're fucking brutal. Hey folks, welcome back to the Deck of Many Friends podcast. This is Sully, your DM, and last time on the Deck of Many Friends, the Gone Bearers are surprised to hear the voice of Kumo come through the compass as he renounces his faith in the balance to Koshu and professes his loyalty to her. He opines about a, a, a an obsession of pleasing her and eludes to a future encounter and is cut off when the first mate of the lady kindly approaches and brings the party down to the galley where they meet the crew and passengers and the captain Solgis Taizo here in the galley Raval is reunited with his former captain of the Adesian Guard, a zealot and a a crazed maniac who swears by the edicts given from the god Edis, interrupted by the doctor Aethel, who immediately takes interest in Stitcher and Koshu and even Bitsy in her wrapped hand. But in his odd behavior, he is distracted once again and Captain Warren of the Adesian Guard walks away with a single threat to Raval that if they are not allies, they are enemies. And that's where we left off. Let's tell a story. Hey folks, it's Ollie here. Just want to interrupt myself for a quick update. First, if you haven't seen all the hype around us opening up our Discord, check it out. Open up your browser and go to domf.chat and join the other many friends. Revel in the banter and all the campaign discussions. Also, we revamped our Patreon and made it a little bit simpler to choose one of three tiers. For just five bucks, you get a fancy Manny the Beholder sticker, exclusive access to patron-only Discord channels, and the ability to submit items for use in the campaign. Every penny donated graciously is spent improving the podcast, giving us the opportunity to bring you more and more. Keep an eye out for goals and special offers coming really soon. We're working on it. Can't stress enough how much it means to us and how important it is to keep the podcast afloat. Check it out at patreon.com slash deck of many friends okay back to it and now once again let's tell a story okay guys you have watched captain nathaniel warren and his lieutenant Paranus 
walk out of the galley of the lady kindly and step away from you, leaving this threat of animosity between you. The crew around you seems to be a, unaware of this um, tension between the party and and the captain. And Aethel kind of bounces around the uh, the galley just randomly talking to, to passengers and, and crewmates. Uh, Quillis uh, exits the galley and in his little skipping, hopping walk and makes his way back up to a higher deck. Meanwhile, a one of the other passengers, the one that was talking with... Um, Hrothgar, the the master at arms, uh, approaches the the five of you and extends his hand. This short kind of um, uh, merchant uh, garbed individual walks up to you and extends his hand and says, "To Clannis, and uh, I'm an, I'm I'm purveyor of goods, and I imagine." The five of you for six? Huh? Well, uh, there's a. It's a quite a small goblin. I, uh, the the six of you, are most definitely interested in some of the goods that I purvey. How can I help? Yes. And he immediately looks at Revol, who who's is just obviously reeling from this encounter with with Captain Warren. Uh, not very equipped for the battles that may come, obviously. You're, you're not... What is What is this? This is not armor, is it? No, I've, I've not worn armor in years. Hmm. Well, we only live so long, I guess. Um, and you, sir, uh, might you be willing to part with that mask of yours. Only in trade for another, and only in private. Interesting. Let's discuss further. And the rest of yous, you little one, what are you interested in? What do you got? Oh, well, I've got everything, and it's all below decks. There's Many, many, many goods for Mantalore. Just just south of Restinu, we've got uh, many, many goods that I'm sure would 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 pique your interest. Were you to see them, might I escort you downstairs for them? She's gonna look around. I'd really just like to get to my room. Oh, of course. Well, you seem well-equipped, young lady, so I I imagine there's nothing that I can offer a beautiful lady like yourself. Indeed, this is a very heavy bag, as I said. I'd like to set it down (laughs) somewhere. Of course, of course. I I imagine that... that (laughs) Made Hansel will... will, will, He's... he's, very proper young gentleman. He he'll 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 ask her to you. Just ask him. And you, sir, you you uh, yeah the 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 young lass from from Balfaldira obviously hasn't seen the the wares, so she'll be coming. But what about you, sir? He looks at Tag. He um, Tag kind of looks at them and just 
shrugs and he's like, I don't need anything. I'll come see what you've got. I, yeah, you had it. Perfect, perfect. And, and you, sir, you're, you're positive. You don't need any armor. I would be remiss if I didn't come at least take a look. Of course, of course, yes. Well, it's only downstairs, so let, let, let us go. Let's go. Come on, Nerval, and, and tag wraps an arm around Nerval, and he's like, let's go window shopping, just like girls. Nerval <laughs> doesn't do anything, but he doesn't respond in any way. He just, <laughs> he just takes it. And so, with, with Garble on his yeah, hip he and one arm around Nerval, he tag kind of like starts to saunter <laughs> after the purveyor, like like they're about to go and get like dresses. So, uh, Took... Uh, Immediately just starts heading uh, towards the opposite end of the galley, uh, leading the way down into the depths of the cargo bays of uh, the Lady Kindly. Uh, Jeremiah Huntsel Im- immediately um, addresses you, Stitcher, and um, I'm sorry, my lady. Uh, you, you seem I'm out of sorts. I'm so tired. Uh, of course. I'll, I'll escort you to your room. Thank you. Just this way. And he steps and holds his hand out for you to, to, to follow and steps down the passageway towards where the state rooms are and uh, picks out one of the, the, the first rooms close to the the, the top deck there and, and opens the door. And it's much like the room that you guys entered when you were kind of releasing Revolve from his uh, his statue state. Uh, just a cot and a shelf, and uh, he looks at you and not quite the provisions I would afford a lady normally, but the best I can offer. It's perfect. Get some rest, my lady. I'm sure we're up for some excitement later. And she just kind of like nods politely. And he immediately steps out and closes the door behind you, leaving you in the room. Uh, a single lantern hanging on the on the wall of the uh, um, of the. I want to say bulkhead so bad, and <laughs> uh, hanging on the, uh, on the wall of of the room, uh, a single porthole exposed to the. Um, the outside of the ship where you see nothing but clouds and maybe the distant uh, peaks of, of, of mountains of kind of snow-capped um, crags that, that you don't recognize being from from Restinu. Uh These are mountains you haven't seen before um, far to the uh, the east of uh, of, of Restinu. What do you do? Uh, immediately, Stitcher sort of like frantically throws her heavy bag against the door to try to like make sure no one could come in on accident. And she digs out the goggles. Um, and she wants to look at her own hand, so she's going to take the glove off. See, she just looked at Koshu and Bitsy. So you 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 dorn the goggles and and you uh, flip the first. Uh, monocle over your eye and uh, that telltale blip um, and and glow starts to uh, encompass your hand and as you pull the glove off you notice 
that the tattoo, that sort of Milky Way sort of uh, spiral uh, inkiness has extended down into the the um, your forearm where it hasn't touched before and uh, you, you press a finger to it as, as it glows and it, it starts to tingle again as, as your hand did before. Does it seem like it's... When you... Earlier, it looked like it was completely controlling or like predicting what they were doing. Is it the same kind of... It is not. It is emanating rather than... Uh, as you saw before with the with when you looked at uh, Koshu where it seemed to be an inward glow right where it was it was sort of pushing the the energy around this seems to just be spreading rather than the the kind of uh, guiding light that it was on the other two um, this seems to be a, an aura that it's giving off rather than that that um, just inward glow I guess and she went uh, I take out the book and I look at the book with the goggles on I don't open it like to read it I just want to look at it okay so as you touch it and the the with the the hand covered in 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 the spot um, you hear the the slight and almost incoherent whispers as as you did opening the book before um, and you set it out on the shelf and through the goggles um, the book is not visible beyond the aura that is giving off much like you saw with the clockwork dragon um, possessed with this godly power from before um, Stitcher picks up the book and kind of like to herself she's like I'm in control and she takes the goggles off and starts to head out of her room okay and you take the goggles off to just kind of discard them in the room yeah, just throw and, them like on the table or wherever and she, she's done with them the book in your hand mm-hmm. gloves still off mm-hmm Okay. Um, doctor, you said you wanted to read my books. In the distance, you hear. Uh, Yo, what the fuck? It's <laughs> 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 like so hard to stay quiet right now. <laughs> In the distance, you hear uh, Doctor Ethel Tassin wrote, uh, kind of like uh, squeak a bit as in, in excitement. Oh yes, yes, yes. Oh, of course. Oh, oh. And you hear him kind of like uh, clomping down the hallway towards the staterooms uh, where you are, and you stand in the hallway as as he approaches, and he's he's adjusting his glasses and and kind of um, trying to to focus on what you have in your hand, and he sees the book in your hand. What do you have there? Um, yeah, it's really interesting, isn't it? I actually have no idea what it's made out of. Um, also, have you ever seen anything like this? And she kind of pushes her face, or her, her hand into his face. 
It's really, it's just been getting bigger and bigger. I really don't know what it does. Oh, of course. Um, uh, uh, well, that, that, that is, that is interesting. Um, never seen that before. Might we take a look? Absolutely. I think we should. Oh, oh yes. Um, I have an office, uh, down below deck. Let's, let, where I can expect it further with some instruments. Sounds excellent. Uh, just this way, just this way. And she looks to see if any of her companions are visible. From where you're standing now, none of the the rest of the godbearers are are um, present. You, they have made their way below decks with uh, Took and uh, to inspect his his goods. And um, Stitcher kind of like smiles to herself, and she's like, "Good." Oh, I, I, well, well, um, Let's well, go then. Where, where did you come about? And he, he's walking as he's talking, and he's, he's making his way below decks. He makes a, a right turn out of the galley, which is it's got this this it's this circular room with with uh, uh, four exits. One that heads down from uh, the direction you're heading from the staterooms. One that heads down to the right, where um, and one that heads down to the left. You notice the 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 other five of them uh, exiting down towards the left, and uh, Doctor Ethel uh, starts heading towards the right hand side, where uh, it, obviously his office, his, his mm-hmm. office or lab is. Um, the uh, five of you um, have all kind of made your way downstairs to uh, the 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 cargo bay where all of this stuff is stored now where exactly did you find this um I found it in a stack of books in a whore's room actually I really I don't know it just looked interesting so I picked it up and read it oh oh oh, okay. oh yes and, and the, the mark on your hand well, that kind of happened after I read the book, I guess. Oh. Yeah, you call yourself a, a, a doctor? I'm more of a back alley surgeon, really. Oh. Hmm. A horse medic, then? Yes. Understood, understood. Oh, well, uh, right here, right here. And he, he leads you into another room. It's a little bit bigger than the state rooms, but, uh... Still compact and, and confined. Uh, there's a, a, a room for a, a table uh, in between the bed and the, and the bulkheads there that contain this office. And he's got um, you know forceps and and, and um, a, a few little instruments here and there. A, a magnifying glass. It, nothing extremely um, advanced that you can notice right off the top of your head except for one particular thing that uh, gives off this this um, gives off a, a a perception of of advanced technology it's a it's a small box that that is uh, got spinning gears and a light that um, shines out of the middle of it in a, in a small gym. Um, and he sits down behind the table and pulls his glasses up above his his, his eyes and uh, pulls the, the small box over um, 
and reaches out for your hand and pulls it above that box where the light is shining and he looks as the tattoo on your hand starts to swirl and swirl and swirl as uh, it seems like this light may be activating that 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 same uh, inky blackness that uh, pervades your skin. Oh, wow, it's never done that before. Stitcher oh. just acting like a total oh, idiot. Oh, I'm, 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 sh- I'm sure, I'm sure. Yeah, yes, yeah, of course. Uh, I've never seen it before either. Hmm. And we cut over to the five of you uh, making your way down into the cargo holds, which is um, mostly a, a, a just stacks and stacks and stacks of crates in a, 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 a hallway of, of um, created by those crates. It's a, it's a massive bay just stacked with, with different um, boxes and crates that, that, that line up. It, it almost gives you this sort of uh, reminiscent feel of, of the archives that you guys were as it extends almost the entire keel of the ship. Um, this huge um, just store of, of many goods. And he looks down at Bitsy and says, well, take your pick. What do I see? Boxes. So I just start opening box- boxes? You can. Okay, she opens boxes. Which box? The one <laughs> directly in front of her at her level. Okay. <laughs> the one that's gnome-sized. It's like this tiny, tiny little crate. <laughs> yeah. uh, so you, you, you kind of pry open the box. It, it, it's not nailed shut, but it, it's got... you. You feel a little bit of resistance, and inside there's a, some straw, and inside is a bunch of bananas. I do a nature check to see if they were just normal bananas, but I got a two. <laughs> you got um, a two? Well, technically eight. Oh, well. You find out that these bananas have an extremely large amount of potassium in them. <laughs> <laughs> Magical bananas. They're good for cramps. <laughs> they, they just look like bananas to you. Well, not this box. She goes to the next one. All right. Uh, you, you start making your way through boxes and... and uh, took looks over at Raval and and says, "Well, uh, armor, yes. Sure, let's take a look at what you got. All right. Uh, he he kind of scurries through a a, a a few boxes, lifts some lids, and closes them back. And um, he reaches into one and and tosses out a bunch of straw that seems to be holding a a, a pile of." Of something, and reaches in, and you hear the the kind of jingling of ringmail um, uh, pulled out from the uh, the crate, and he it, he pulls out this chain shirt uh, that that has this sort of blue tinge to it. Um, is it not not a not a metal that you've seen quite often, though? Um, it does remind you of the metal that surrounded the archway uh, that led to the uh, the archives. This one abs- absolutely could. could uh, I imagine it would, would would 
would help you out. So with um, this unusual nature of of this male, right? He's he kind of takes a look and it like piques his curiosity. So he walks over to it and he picks it up. Does it feel strange? Does it feel different, or is it just feel like normal? It's significantly lighter than the the iron. Uh, or steel chainmail that you you have worn before. Um, it, it it seems to have this um, almost featherweight to it. It, it doesn't. It, you you know that you have it in your hand, but you can't feel the difference as you, you lift it. Yeah. Right. Where where was this engineered, and by whom? On Talor, of course, yes. There, the, the, the um, there are a few ogres there that that have spent a lot of time uh, honing their craft, and this mithril is uh, quite quite rare. Revol, it would definitely bring out your eyes. <laughs> well. <laughs> If you made the case, um, <laughs> how how much is it? Only one thousand gold. <coughs> what? <laughs> um, he's gonna look at he's gonna look at Tag and Koshi real fast. I'm afraid it's too high a price for me at the present moment, but I may find you after we land. If I, of course, of course, will we will. We'll be selling all these same goods in Hedrick's Point when when we arrive. So, uh, one thousand gold. Yes, yes. Are are you um, are you up for bartering a bit, other than just money? Ooh. Maybe a combination of both. Interesting, interesting. Uh, what what sort of barter do you have, my boy? Tag uh, reaches into his. Actually, he doesn't reach into it. He he sets garble. He's holding garble with one hand, so he pulls his uh, his satchel off and he uh, drapes it over uh, <laughs> over Raval's neck, and is just like, "Here, be useful for a minute." And then opens it up and pulls out his liquor bottle. Immediately, Took's eyes start to kind of glaze over as he takes in this bottle with the the. Um, Stourhearth Stout that that uh, or Stourhearth Ale uh, that um, his he has only seen a single bottle of, of. Where did you get that? I found it next to some train tracks in a hobo camp. It's where I find all of my liquor. And revolves like wide-eyed, like his jaws dropped because he's like, "This is tags." Prized vice, like and, and Ro- Tag sees Raval and he's just like he kind of like whispers to him, "Don't worry, it's not that good." <laughs> <laughs> nice. How how how? Mm, let's say, I know this definitely wouldn't be the exact price of such a prized mutual shirt, but uh let's say if we threw this in with a little bit of coin. That might drive the price down a little bit. I, I it would. Uh, uh, two, two fifty, two fifty, and the bottle. 
Two fifty in the bottle. Tag uh, kind of like crosses his arms and takes a step back, and he just like two hundred in the bottle. Done. Done. And we all get to take. And a he sip reaches together. out and like immediately starts to grab at the bottle. Tag um, grabs his arm and is like, "No, no, no, we haven't shaken on this yet." In the spirit of friendship and good business, we all take a drink together. Of course, yeah, yeah, yes, 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 yes. The, uh, um, uh, hold on, and he runs off and and grabs uh, three mugs or, or no, five mugs of of and 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 brings them back, just shaking as he as he as he waits for this uh, famous swill to 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 reach his tongue, and he looks at you. Are you sure? What kind of shrewd businessman says that? Yes, I'm sure. Rival looks at him too. Are you sure? But <laughs> <laughs> she's like, what else can we get out of him? Yeah, I mean, do you guys want to try and throw anything? Do you want those bananas? I'm sure we could get that. <laughs> Give me like, did she find anything else in the crates? Um, I mean, there's there's random goods and 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 things like that. There's there's a, a, a some a, like a leather cuirass that that. Um, Seems like a, a, a an upgrade for your 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 sort of like just woodland armor um, that that would give you uh, a significant boost to to your. She's just gonna be like, "Hey, tag." Tag kind of like looks over at it, and he's just kind of shrugs, and he's like, "Do you want it?" Yeah. He looks back over and says, "How much would the price change if we add that in?" Back to the two fifty. Just, just to, uh, what? No, no. You know what? You know what? It's complimentary. Take it. And he, he he's shoving the, the mugs into your face at this point. Just <laughs> just waiting. For and uh, Tag takes the mugs and he, he starts to he pulls the cork out with his his teeth and he starts to to pour them in and he looks over at Koshu and he's like, "Anything that you want? Do you have a jackal mask?" It haunts my dreams, and I think that if I wear the visage, I can control the fear. It's quite deep. Um, I see what I can see, see what I can find, but uh, a drink first, uh, and maybe that'll help your fear. I say you look for the mask first, and he he, he walks <laughs> forward so that he is just face to face with him. With the crew, or with the crew and the and the, the party behind him, and he takes the mask off. And it's like, this is fear. The mask is more important to me. And he slips it back on, and then and you see him line. scurry off to sort the 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 back of the the cargo hold and 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 start pouring open uh, uh, crates and digs through and digs through and digs through and he, he pulls out uh, a, a few masks that, that are um, similar to what to, to what he thinks you were looking for uh, brings them back and, and, and shows you two uh, one is uh, more of a kind of a uh, lupine like uh, wolf mask the other um, pretty close to the the jackal, and immediately as you see this this jackal mask, uh, the blind emissary of Tursus flashes through your your mind. Yes, that one. 
never sold one of these before. Um, but please take it, please, please. Also complimentary. He leaves his mask in place and takes the mask and looks at it. And the one you're wearing, how, how much for it? It's not often the hawk of a doll. And he looks at you and grins a bit, despite his his. You can you can see that he's got this fear in his eyes, but he grins at the the uh, admission that he knows who you are. It's not often one can get their hands on a Hakodoth mask. I imagine Hedrick's point will bring a fair price for that. Might even make up for what I'm paying for this damn swill that I. C- can't refuse. What a terrible businessman to tell us we could make a lot more money selling it once we land. (laughs) (laughs) I'll take 250 gold nullifying what we owe you. You'll be able to double or triple that easily. So the swill for everything. The swill for everything. Swill the mask. Done. 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 And he uh, hides his face from the party, slips it off, and swaps the mask in, hands you the Hakuadoth mask. He takes the broken mask and and runs his fingers along the broken cuts, and 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 you see this 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 almost ecstatic look over his face as he he you can almost see the dollar signs like show up <laughs> in his eyes um and and simultaneously holds the mugs out back to tag as he's staring at this mask and you you dorn this this uh slender and and somewhat uh you know uh, almost triangular uh Mask that has two ears that stick up uh, sharp to a point, and a, a, a snout that extends all the way down to the bottom, uh, uh, with a uh, just a black circle down for the nose of the jackal. Um, teeth that that um, jut from the the bottom edges that that cover uh, all of your your exposed flesh and decay. Um, and reach down and they, it, if you weren't smart about your head movement, you could potentially even hurt yourself with this 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 uh, pristine ceramic mask. The swell voice, the swell. Tag um, fills up the cups and he, he starts distributing them out. And then uh, when it comes to the last one, he uh, the fifth one, he hands it down to Garble, and then just starts drinking from the bottle himself. Hmm. He doesn't drink a lot of it, but he takes a, he takes a big old swill. It's enough. It's enough. It's enough. It's like, my bottle now. It's not my. <clears throat> All right, here you go. And he like kind of like stoppers it back with his teeth, tosses him the bottle, and he's like, "All right, this is a good shopping trip." I I I, I now I'm with you. And he he holds the mask of the 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 tooth mask in his hand. And out with you, out with you. And kind of ushers you out of his cargo hold. And back to Aethel and Stitcher. Now, lass, I imagine 
You've shown this to no one else. Nope, just you. Hmm. He reaches out and he presses a, a switch on the side of the uh, the box that he's he's held your hand over, and uh, looks at the book holding you're holding and and says, "Would you mind parting with this?" Oh, you can't have my book. Hmm. Might we read it together then? I wouldn't suggest it. Hmm. Fair enough. Hmm. He pulls his glasses back over his eyes and and stares at your hand for just a final moment. I've got my images, so you're... Welcome to... to Get that rest you were looking for earlier. Absolutely, and she doesn't even wait for him to stop talking, and she just goes straight back to her room. And she closes the door again. We're all all below deck. You're still below deck at this point. Um, She is going to... I mean, she's got a huge healer's pack, so she's going to look for a piece of paper and start writing. Okay. Uh... Yeah, you you obviously have a, a quill and paper that it's stashed in your bag somewhere. So you you uh, you headed up to your room and sat down, kind of at that that shelf to kind of mm-hmm. to write this down. Okay. Um, anything else that you want to do while you're in the room? Really? Okay. Okay, Stitcher. As you you you. Start scrawling this note on the on the paper that, that you pulled out of your bag. Uh, the lantern light uh, starts to seem brighter uh, as the the light from the the sky outside starts to uh, wax into dusk, and uh, it it flickers a bit. And as you make the final uh, prick into the the parchment with your quill, uh, the lantern flickers out, and evening and night has set. The four of you are ushered out of the the cargo bay, a warm belly with the the stout hearth swill that you've you've imbibed all of you needing a much earned rest well, what are you guys doing uh tag you first i mean we got beds right you do have beds and, and you at, at this point um jeremiah has, has kind of escorted you out of uh, out of the, the the cargo bay and and pointed you towards your rooms I'll just go to bed man all right we haven't rested in like Nine episodes, <laughs> <laughs> something like that. Yeah, the Seems only like rest, it might the be last time rest to level you got, up. Winky, winky. <laughs> <laughs> the last rest you got was uh, before we in, got to Balfaldir in the cart. <laughs> yeah, yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah. We we some some tired cranky boys. You some tired cranky boys. No, tired yeah. cranky drunk boys. Mm. No. The worst. Just a little kind. buzz. Just a little buzz. Yeah. Okay, uh, Tag's going straight to his room. Koshu, what do you you want to do? I think uh, he spends like a, a solid like twenty minutes just enamored with this new mask right and like what it means for him and how it's like his final denouncement of the teeth 
and his separation from his brother who is even more separated now you know and um, he stares into the eyes of the mask as he falls asleep so I imagine him, him kind of getting into that that uh, that telltale like uh, crouch, yeah. that 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 samurai crouch, uh, and with the mask in front of him, and instead of the daggers that he normally kind of worships there, and uh, fades off into the trance that he uses to to rest. Yeah, 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 and he um, it's peaceful for him suddenly. It's it's the first time that he's actually felt relaxed while he does this ritual since since being reborn. Awesome. Bitsy. What you doing? Uh, she's going to go to her room. She's not going to make it to the bed. She's just going to collapse on the floor asleep. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, I, I <laughs> just hear a very little <laughs> yeah, like this, like this, like this. <laughs> and then she's like, I go night night here. <laughs> I take nap now. I take nap here. I take nap now. Yeah, that video. Uh, Raval, you notice as as you you're the last one to to make your way out of the galley and everything, the uh that Garble has kinda had his has his head poked out of Tag's room uh as as he um kind of is is looking for somebody awake um tag kind of drunkenly just passes out right and i uh, i I make garble brush his teeth (laughs) and i make him a little uh i pull one of the drawers out of the dresser and i make him a little bed in there with some blankets and stuff why am i picturing baby yoda (laughs) no no it's goblin baby yoda same thing pretty much the same thing uh according to reddit he is the same thing. He's just an evil baby Yoda. Um, he uh, so rather than poking his head out of uh, out of Tag's room, he 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 nestles uh, into his his, his <laughs> little drawer and and curls up and and pulls um, Tag's uh, discarded jacket kind of over the oh, the, the top God, of himself. So and and you hear. No. I kiss his forehead. <laughs> oh God! Then that garble. It's so cute. And he falls asleep. Revol, you're the last uh, to to kind of exit, and uh, I'm assuming just heading to bed as well. Yeah, Revol. Um, everything kind of rushes up, you know, so, so many things happen back to back. And then, you know, we were racing off Buffaldeer and then we're here on the ship. So as everybody's kind of gone back, gone back into their rooms and revolves alone for the brief couple of moments that, um, he's walking to his room and going in, it's just kind of all hitting them. Just one thing after another, like what the archive said, he starts to piece things together there and starts to piece things together with, the, the clockwork dragon and Kumo and, and then what the captain said and, and then he remembers what the captain said and it really bugs him and it really bothers him so he goes in his room and he kind of shuts the door and sits down he pulls out his he pulls out his book first and he kind of flips through the pages remembering this odd tie he has to writing his to writing this book this record and then he sets that down on the little table that's in his room and he pulls out his journal 
and a quill um, and he just gets that ready to go and he thinks about writing in it and then decides to rest first because now the tiredness has hit him so he so he puts it he kind of sets that on t- on the table on the top and then he lays down and just overwhelmed with just sheer fatigue he just closes his eyes and tries to sleep even though the captain's words are ringing in his head and you all sleep and level up to level five man are you sure it's not like level six no no classic do we have advantage do you have advantage so I mean I think Raval wants to do some stuff early uh-huh. Uh, okay. I don't know. I don't know what else has to happen. So if, whenever you want to resolve that, okay. Yeah, uh, Stitcher, you 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 find yourself having written the note and and, and kind of uh, laying in bed. Though the you do get the rest of of, of laying there, and your your physical uh, fatigue is is wears down as you you finally are static for a, the first time in forever, right? Um, but the whispers and and the the smell of death from Tursus's emissary seem to just waft over you, and the the empty eyes set behind the bandages that seem to wrap around his head as he he spoke to you that first time seem to just haunt your visions, and. You never find a single moment of actual sleep. Like you never hit rim, right? Your eyes just aren't bouncing back and forth, and you're not you're not dreaming. Uh, you you close your eyes, but it, it never seems like you can just get beyond that feeling of being controlled. It's maddening, and it's almost maddening. And time passes and hours go by and you see as the opposite happens and the, the, uh, the light starts to breach through the, the silver lining of the clouds outside through the porthole and uh, dawn breaks and you're awake. What do you do? It's like... Uh, would other people be awake? Just, are there like sounds of people moving around and? Um, there, from the hallway that their stateroom is in, there there doesn't seem to be any uh, traffic or foot traffic there or anything like that. You can almost constantly hear the the the, the footfalls of of uh, deckhands uh, sort of uh, making their way around the. the the top deck there, um, but when you kind of, you can even kind of poke your head out the the into the hallway, and it's still dark. the The lanterns aren't lit, um, and it, it it's the, it's just that pink hue of of dawn that that you see peeking through the porthole of your room. So you know that most of the passengers are not milling about the, the ship. So in the early privacy and peace of in the early privacy and peace of everyone else still being asleep she just kind of looks out the window and looks at the sun 
and smiles to herself and folds up her note and puts it in her pocket, takes out the frying pan, sets it on her cot, and puts like a little dried flour or something on it. Okay. And as you, you, you kind of all, you set all of these uh, items aside and pocket the note, you hear the creak of, of one of the beds next to you or in the rooms next to you and Raval you wake to the same dawning of light peering through the porthole of your, your room what do you do? well Raval didn't he doesn't sleep well he's he's constantly bugged by what the captain said in this whole world and slowly he sort of remembers his past life and what he did before he started on this journey and um he didn't sleep he didn't he didn't sleep well and he wants to really reflect on the past day and what happened and what happened uh with the dragon and the archives and all the stuff um he'll wake up and kind of dust himself off he'll slip on his new mithril and the over like underneath his his normal blue clothes and grab his journal and head out to the was it the mess hall the yeah the mess hall the yeah, galley yeah the galley um he'll head out to the galley they're called defects now okay well, it's a galley <laughs> don't care what you're saying um <laughs> where he can kind of just where he can be alone with his book knowing full well there might be other people there but he can just he doesn't have to focus on anybody else where he can just be alone for a bit. And so he'll get up and um, sort of just head out that way, trying not to alert the others too much. But Okay, okay. While he's doing that, I want to see if I can make a stealth roll, like be peeping and wait for him to leave. She wants to go in his room. Okay, go ahead and roll me a stealth check. Oh, um, 17 plus 4. So, 22, right? 22. 21. 21. 21. I'm bad at math. Fucking math, man. (laughs) Numbers. Nurses don't need to know math. (laughs) What? Math rocks. (laughs) What are you talking about? (laughs) It's okay. It's okay. (laughs) (laughs) At least you're not doing... You're not doing imperial to metric conversion like Tag had to (laughs) last episode. (laughs) Yeah, right? What the fuck? (laughs) Uh, So, uh, yeah. Um, 21. Uh, You are able to kind of... uh, push the door uh, open and, and, and go without uh, any creaks or uh, footfall um, on on the deck. And uh, Raval has, has kind of left his, his door somewhat ajar, not really uh, paying much attention to, to anything in the room other than his own normal stuff. Um, and uh, you see him kind of uh, make his way down the galley and his room's open um she's gonna slip in and look for his book so there is a book uh, laying on the shelf there uh that uh, had it's open to a few pages uh, that are pure text rather than the the, the kind of jotted you know, almost da Vinci type notes that you would see that he's written in his journal before the pictures and this, this seems to be more um, like the notes of a madman like the, <laughs> or, or, a genius. or a wise man <laughs> um, uh, 
and you you take a moment to appreciate the the his uh, astute observations and and his his and you you feel the kind of uh logical kinship that you have with Raval uh where maybe the rest of your 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 group has it's always been sort of emotionally uh, driven uh you you feel in his words that he acts out of compassion but with logic to back it and it's there his his bed is uh you know made back up already he's he's he's, he's very adjusted. very soldierly yes right? he 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 keeps things very pristine even even the the angle of the book on the shelf seems to be the exact right angle that it needs to be as uh he he rests it there so she um slips the note in the book just and closes it wait so you pulled the note out of your your out pocket out of my pocket and i'm putting it in the book and closing the book. Okay, so and I'm just is, making is, sure that the top of the page is like slightly out of line. Okay. And All right, um, so this will this will definitely go noticed as 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 revolt. Okay. That's great. Okay. Um, <laughs> she she like looks at his book and she smiles like genuinely smiles and then she like clutches her own book to her chest and she is gonna go up on deck. She wants to look at the sunshine. So we shift back, and Stitcher uh, starts making her way up the stairs, and the the light uh, from the the entrance to this ladder well has has uh, shines on your face, and you, you you feel the warmth of the morning. Koshu, Tag, and Bitsy. The light of the morning starts to peak, and pour into your rooms and uh, Koshu you feel like this is the most rest that you've gotten the most peace you've gotten out of a single trance you've ever gone into Tag you wake up for the first morning in a long time without a hangover Bitsy. That's where the guy that thought she was a siren oh my god <laughs> she looked like a fucking mermaid what the oh Hey, Garble. <laughs> it's okay, Tag? Yeah, it's, it's good. That's just, yeah. What? What happened? It's okay. I'm a fox service siren, too. <laughs> Hell yes, brother. <laughs> Mermaids fucking sluts, man. Hi, <laughs> three. <laughs> he holds his three fingers. Hi, hi, eight. Slaps it. <laughs> Garble will be happy with Tab. Uh, Mr. Tab, Garble is hungry. Is, is, is my fruits? Well, I'm, I don't have any here with me, but uh, come on, let's go find some. I'm sure there's got to be a place to get food on, on a boat with people. It's Gally. Gally has fruits. Let's, let's go, 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 go. And he hops from the, the, the little drawer and... and bolts down to the uh, to the galley tag follows him uh Pitsy, you, you wake and you you feel invigorated this is this is the first time you've you've kind of had a a, a significant uh, amount of rest and um you awake 
refreshing. I think she'd be hungry too, though. So she'd probably go. Okay, Koshi, you 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 woke, but you haven't really made your way to the galley. Not not feeling any hunger or anything like that. But you do hear uh, the pit pitter patter of of Garble's feet, and then Tag following, and mm-hmm. then the pitter patter. A little deeper pitter patter of of, uh, of Bitsy's feet making their way to the galley. Um, you, you don't hear Revol or Stitcher, but uh, with the majority of your party uh, heading that way, do you want to head out there too? Just to yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he'll um, put the mask on after you know looking at it for a bit to mm-hmm. you know just appreciate that it's a different mask now. Um, and he, yeah, he'll walk out of his room with more assured steps than he has had in a long time. Does it have that new mask smell? It, I mean, it is pure mahogany. Pure mahogany. <laughs> Sandalwood. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sandalwood. And musk. Yeah. Sandalwood and musk. I, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He can't smell any of it. It smells like <laughs> straw and ceramic, guys. That's pretty straw. much all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Quickly just start smelling like rot. Yeah. yeah. It smells like the nasty smell when you make your own paper mache out of glue and paper yeah, and uh, he, newspapers. He immediately sneezes and ruins the new smell. <laughs> Stitcher. As soon as your head breaches the hole of the ladder well, and the sun starts to shine and you, your eyes close. You start to hear a almost abrasive chant. And all of the crewmen stop where they stand. Immediately joining into this chant, all eyes focus on you. And they approach, all continuing to chant, looking directly into your eyes with this warrior's glare, a, a this look of hatred and absolute malice. Would we not be able to hear this? As Stitcher makes her way up into the, the onto the top deck, uh, Tag, you recognize the Utai Haka that is this chant that echoes from the top deck and immediately your eyes widen and every ounce of alcohol you've ever imbibed has is gone and the clarity of mind that you have with this chant of death and absolute necessity you jump from your table, leaving Garble behind, and your eyes peer directly down the passageway. 
Koshu Raval and Bitsy, you hear this this echoing chant as as it continues, and you're, you're confused, un, un, unfamiliar with it. But as you see Tag react, that sense of calm and refreshed rest fades from your minds. Tag, what do you do? Uh, dude, fucking bolt, man. Well, okay, I, I turn back to who? Okay, so just for clarity's sake, who all's around me right now? Uh, Garble, and then the yeah, the 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 five of you minus uh, Stitcher. Okay. So it's Garble, uh, Revolve, Stitcher, Tag, and Koshu. We're all so immediately, together. I just jump up, like fly over the table, uh, turn back to everybody else. Is like, I'm getting a boner, guys. We gotta go, and then <laughs> just fucking haul ass going up towards the deck. Stitcher, as Tag hauls down the passageway. The sailors aboard the lady kindly converge. She takes a deep breath and she just holds her book really close to herself. She's pretty much used to being hated, being a horse doctor. So all this chanting, it's scary, but she's kind of just like ready for it. They grapple you immediately she makes no attempt to escape and the chants start to crescendo and the volume and the the intensity of their chants begin to grow tag Stitcher, or tag Raval, Koshu, and Bitsy. You breach the. I, I'm assuming all three of you are are, are following. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, you you breach the 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 ladder well, and you see this mass of of airship sailors who have Stitcher now bound in in rigging and. Uh, surrounded uh, across the entire deck of this this gigantic ship, uh, probably a hundred sailors stacked and surrounded, chanting in unison as they move closer and closer towards her and push as they seem to be ushering her to the side of the ship. Tag, you're the first to breach. What do you do? Who's the closest guy to me? Closest party member? No, no, no. Yeah, closest sailor. So it would be a a random sailor at this point, but I think at this... Hold on. Yeah. Oh, shit, he's rolling for it. At the back of this crowd you see Tusks, the cook standing slapping his arms against his chest screaming, his tongue hanging out his his the, those protruding teeth uh, glaring in the sunlight and the spittle just sort of uh, spraying from his mouth as he continues this chant uh, in unison with the rest of the the crew on the deck. So I just kind of single him out, I guess, huh? 
I mean, that that that's the one recognizable uh, crewmate that you you see on deck. Oh, dude! Uh, the three of you, the Bitsy, Raval, and and Koshu, you you breach uh, as well, and you see Tag's uh, sort of tense uh, stance. His is is. Uh, fight or flight stance start to kick in as he recognizes what this is. Tag, you hear this haka that originates from the Utai tribe in the islands off uh, the to the north of where the um, the Wingdeer Monastery rests. Yeah. A, a, a a an Islands of, of of warriors and 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 fishermen and uh, true sailors that that uh, you actually learned a, a your uh, spearmanship from. Yeah, I'm familiar with them. I have a tattoo from them. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, what do you do, dude? I fucking oh, okay. If I see him, I just fucking go for him. All right, so whew, uh, go ahead and, and roll me. Roll me to hit. You are you going to tackle him? Uh, what, what do you want to do? He's doing a haka now, so I'm gonna. Uh, yeah, I mean, you're gonna get a surprise. You're gonna get advantage okay, on this for uh, sure. I'm just elbow to the face. Okay, yeah, go ahead and roll me to hit. I can't read these fucking dice. That would be an 18. Uh, wait, wait, no, that's not an 18. That's an unarmed strike, so it's dexterity, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a, that's a 22. As you start, <laughs> you the three of you see Tag immediately get into this bolting sprint and... and rear his elbow across uh, and over his head and arc into the jaw of Tusk and you see a tooth fly from his mouth and it it clinks to the ground and those surrounding Tusk stop and turn to tag and the rest of you and start to converge the, the whole time I'm like flying at him and hitting him, uh, I've like dropped into orc and I'm just throwing out like the worst fucking orc insults I can think of. I'm like, your fucking ancestors smile upon you attacking unarmed guests on your ship, Round Tooth. And like, I'm just fucking wailing into him. Oh like, shit, he called him Round Tooth? Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> your like mother fucking, was born with no teeth. Yeah, no, I'm just like, that. fucking, is this where the war tusks get their fucking name from is this war immediately the crowd converges and tusks falls to the deck but the next sailor in the haka has has turned and grabbed tag by the arms and starts shifting him through the crowd and pulling him towards where stitcher is standing sorry i fucked this up guys <laughs> Do I know what the fuck is happening? Most of the yeah. three of you are are so out of out uh, out of your element that you're 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 almost in shock as as the sailors start to just just uh, abscond with your friends and the converging sailors immediately. There's there's probably. 
15 or 20 of them converging on the three of you that, that seem to be uh, carrying uh, line from the rigging that, that are all uh, continuing the chant as they, as they uh, encircle you. And uh, um, you said 15 so- or 20? Yeah, there's 15 or 20 of them. They're converging on us, us three, uh, us the four. Three of you. Yeah, the four of you. Yeah. Um, Raval looks around and quickly, like, all of these lessons that he's ever learned flashes through his head, like, like what wins a war? It's numbers, it's moral superiority, it's all these different things that come in, and he's like, he just sees the, he sees the electricity of what's happening around him, and he can't take it. He knows there's no way out. Out of everything he's learned. So he stops. Revol surrenders himself to the crowd. Bitsy, you're you're outmanned, outmatched, and and the crowd of of of, of Burly sailors overwhelms you and wraps you in this rope. Koshu, you're unaware of this this cultural uh, wave of hatred. So entranced in your new peace. They take your arms and legs and tie you together, the three of you, and escort you through the way, the, the, the crowds of sailors where you meet with Tag, who's already bound, and they tie you together and wrap you around the mast of one of the, uh, of the the central mast of the ship and you see in the distance Stitcher approaching the rails of the edge and the rail retracting open to the wing and out of the crowd steps Captain Five Toes, Soldier's Taizo. The first word, the second word, rings true in Tag's head as he hears a familiar poem of departure. On to the keel you climb. Tag, what do you do? So we're tied to the mast, right? You... Four are are tied to the mast together, like linked and and and. Um, Tag, what is happening? They're killing her. Why? Who? Stitch. And he looks at Stitcher on the railing. Bitsy, hearing that, is going to attempt to uh, shapeshift into a bear to break the shackles. As you shapeshift or can attempt to shapeshift, you see the out of the crowd a 
a familiar face to Raval. Captain Warren and his lieutenant step out and towards the mast where you stand, where you're you're bound. And Perinus reaches a hand out and closes his eyes and reaches towards you. And the mist that normally comes from your eyes starts to wane and retract. And your ability to shift that you've never been able to prevent or or stop. No one's ever been able to control your innate ability to uh, channel Radiot's children. But you remain tied in gnome form. Raval, you see Perinus with that same grin and Warren, Captain Warren, staring at you directly with that same look of judgment, that same look of malice and hatred and disdain, and you remain silent. Koshi, what are you doing? I think he thrashes against the ropes. Angry, terrified, and he looks over at Stitcher. And uh, tries to just see what her what's happening on her face. Where is her mindset right now? Koshu, go ahead and roll me a strength check to, against these bonds. Okay. That one. Oh no. <laughs> Suddenly we're double tied up. Is <laughs> the ropes get stronger. Is there anything I can tell about, like, the ropes or the knots that they've used? Uh, I mean, it is, it is a, a... Would you perhaps like to roll for it? Yeah, go ahead and roll your perception for that. Perception. Oh, that was, a, that was a, a 19. That is a carpenter's knot that they have uh, tied around you that has, has uh, a... From what you can tell... The the knot is not ideal for uh, multiple points of tension. Uh, a single point, when you pull directly on the knot, it tightens itself. But if you pull from multiple angles, it loosens a single point. Koshu continues to struggle. I start pull. ramming him with my, like, I assume we're next to each other, so I yeah. start bumping him with my shoulder to try and get him to, like, egg him on, I guess. I will kill all of you. You have no idea what the Haku Adath can bring down on your heads. You kill Stitcher, and I will erase your history. Nobody will know your children's name, and I will make sure you watch them die in front of me. Every single one of you. Stitcher, get away from the edge! And a chance crescendo. And you hear the captain continue his poem. Cold is the ocean brine. Keeping courage through 
locks in a deadly throw. Old man, show no fear. Tag. The bonds start to loosen. (laughs) There's a chance, guys! (laughs) Bitsy, to try to buy more time, is going to try Windwall in front of Stitcher. That's that's basically just going to be a gust of wind, so she can't walk. Or she can't be pushed forward any further. Okay, is there any... There's there's no roll for Windwall or anything like that, is there? What, what do you mean by roll? Like, is do there a, a, a spell attack or anything like that roll, whether or not it works? It's just a cast, right? Uh, cast. A wall of strong... You can make a wall up to 50 feet. You can sleep. Uh, a creature takes... I mean, she. a creature takes 3D... It would just be damage, yeah. right? Okay. Uh, so, you reach out with your mind to uh, invoke the wind... And normally, you would hear the whisper of Hedis, the god of storms, as he answered his sister's call, and you hear no voice. The wind doesn't come. I think Koshu like, immediately looks over at Tag after he sees them just continuing to chant, right? It's ineffective. None of his threats have worked. Stop this. You know what's happening. Stop this. Stitcher. Don't leave me alone. And they move Stitcher closer. And the captain continues his poem. Showers fall on you here. With maidens you had away. Tag, what do you do? Uh, Tag just kind of goes slack in the ropes a little bit. And he shakes his head and he just says, there's no stopping this. No! No! No, Stitcher! And Stitcher takes her first steps onto the wing. Don't do this to me! And you hear the captain say, All men must die one day. Any last words, lass? Um, She turns around to face the people, and she sees her friends tied. Don't cry for me. All of us have gifts. And she looks at Tag. Wanton destruction? She kind of laughs to herself. She looks at Koshu. The ability to change for the good. She looks at Bitsy. Heart. And she looks at Rival very intensely. Thoughtfulness, logic, and insight. My gift is to know when to do the right thing, even when it's impossibly hard. Sometimes the best thing a weed can do for you is die. Tag, as Koshu reels against the bonds that are holding him from his first true friend, you feel the carpenter's knot loosen. I'm out, boys. (laughs) 
free. And I'm immediately, like, almost, like, I'm underwater almost. Like, kick off the back of the mast, jump through the air, start running on top of people, boot on someone's shoulder. Tag, you preach through the crowd in your last push. And there's a single person between you and Stitcher. What do you do? I'm gonna fucking nail this guy. I go for him. Go in, roll me a dex check. I'm a dexterous boy, don't forget. Can somebody else say that for me? Because I'm not. I'd rather not. It's a nat one. You lunge at the sailor who has his back to you, and you're able to grab his hips and roll and release him from Stitcher. And you start to tumble, and the camber of the wing and the inertia that you have continues to roll and you get a final look at the crowd surrounding the edge of the wing and the faces of your past crewmates stare one last time at you it's all the same boys just a little late And you tumble. And you feel the wind rush through your hair. Your hat flies off. It catches the wind and lands gracefully back onto the deck of the ship. And the ghosts fade. Stitcher. You've just watched Tag tumble over the edge of the ship. Your bonds are no longer held by the sailor that plummeting that's plummeting with him. What do you do? Still clutching her book, Stitcher's gonna cast message. And she's going to direct it to Bitsy. So in in your head, Bitsy, you hear Take care of Koshu, he's not gonna handle it well. And she just leans back and lets go. And Stitcher falls. And in your eyes, 
you see the jackal. And he's grinning. And the wind rushes through your ears. And all you see is your problems fading away into the distance. And that's where we end today's episode.